people who work in adult entertainment, like they want to work with people who are consenting. They want to work with people who are, because that's what keeps the lights on, right? That's what, that's what allows this product to keep happening. And if that is, you know, not done correctly, um, that puts everybody at risk. Thank you for joining us for another episode of On the Horizon, a podcast about what's on the horizon for sex workers and how to navigate it. I'm Melrose Michaels, and you can find me at Melrose Michaels on social and melrosemichaels.com. And I'm Lotus Lane, and you can find me on all social media at It's Lotus Lane, which is spelled I-T-S-L-O-T-U-S-L-A-I-N. Also, just a reminder, if you're enjoying the podcast on Apple to please leave us a five-star review that really helps us grow on the podcast and better share the information with our guests on the sex work community as a whole. Who misses free and affordable ads without the anti-sex work rhetoric? Assembly 4 is a team of sex workers and technologists from Melbourne, Australia, aiming to bring back free and fair advertising to the sex work community. They also give back to organizations based in harm reduction, sex work, and education. Stepping away from the clunky design of traditional platforms, their platform, Trist.link, is a refreshing and well-needed change in both presentation and mission. It's free to join and open to all. In the words of an A4 user, from the policies to the language to the advice and tips, it makes such a big difference to feel supported and encouraged instead of policed. We have our special guest, Mickey Maud, my friend, here with us today to discuss a very important topic of the myth that there are a lot of underage people signing up for um, adult content websites or uploading their own underage images. Um, so yeah, Mickey, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and let's get into this topic. Well, hi, uh, I'm Mickey Maud. I am an adult film performer. I've been in the industry for over 15 years. Um, I held roles um, in front of and behind the camera. Um, I worked at kink.com um, for over 10 years um, in many capacities um, in production and as a creative director most recently. Um, and currently I'm one of the founding members of Creative uh Collective Corruption, which is a BDSM collective um, of other performers, and we, we make um, BDSM content. And um, I do a wide range of content, but uh, that's what I'm doing kind of right now. Um, I've also worked um, not just behind the camera, but also behind the scenes as a, a web developer for, uh, for kink.com. And um, so I, I get to see how, um, I know kind of firsthand how adult sites implement the technology to kind of verify age. Um, and so that's that's a little bit of my background. Um, and thank you so much for, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you, especially once you threw in that last little tidbit. Um, I knew you had worked behind the scenes at kink.com, but I did not know about the web development aspect. So, I mean, would you care to get in a little bit on that and just how much goes in depth behind verification and uploading and all of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, probably one of the important things to kind of just say that, like, just bottom line from like a business model perspective, 
um, it is in the interest of uh, adult entertainment to provide that that barrier, right? That is going to like allowing CSAM material, which is called like child sexual abuse material, to be a part of their site um, is going to just shut down it, the business model, right? Um, and regardless of well, what people have this sort of like moral kind of panic around adult entertainment and um, what they might feel is this sort of like shameful industry. Um, like the fact of the matter is, is that there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of things in place to prevent um, people under 18 from being a part of that industry. It's called the adult industry for a reason. It separates itself as a space that is about con consenting adults, um, engaging in consent, really actively using their autonomy and um, you know, making their choice to engage with others in this very vulnerable, intimate space and um, respecting those age of consent laws, which are like federally mandated. There's 2257, which is, um, you know, something that the federal government has, has said, Hey, we only want people who are over 18 participating in this product. And this is something that every production has to go through. Lotus, you can, you both have been a part of that, you know, that system where you like, you get to set and, you know, you have your IDs and someone is checking your ID and someone takes a photo and someone is making sure that like your IDs are legit. You are who you say you are. Um, you are, you know, um, you know, sober and in the right mind in order to, you know, that you're feeling good to do the things that you are, you know, consenting to do. Um, you know, that, um, is also kind of mirrored on the digital side of things. You know, when we, when a company accepts, um, a product, when a company like say a shoot is made and it's going to go on a website, you know, we want to make sure that all the paperwork is, is documented, that the model releases are there. The two, two, five, seven information is there. The IDs are, are not just there, but are up to date that they're current and valid. Um, a lot of times, a lot of companies will make sure that they keep reaching out to performers to make sure that those IDs are, are up to date because they're using that material and it is, you know, legally required. Although that, that is kind of like the record holding piece of this is kind of like in um, debate right now in the court system because it used to be that you, as a producer, you had to have all of these files, all of your files ready and available in case, um, the FBI or like local law enforcement wanted to come and say like, Hey, we don't believe that like this scene with Lotus and Melrose is, you know, um, you know, Lotus looks a little like underage. We want to verify that. And you're supposed to be able to present like all of your documents immediately. Um, that's currently in, in, in litigation right now, because I think the, the way that it's kind of structured is that they don't need a warrant to do it. Um, and, as you know, you know, people want to say that, like, you know, you, you have to have a warrant to do things. Um, you know, even our, our ex-president is having some issues with that right now. Um, but, um, you know, these, these things, this system has been put in place a long time. Um, and people who work in adult entertainment, like, they want to work with people who are consenting. They want to work with people who are, because that's, what keeps the lights on, right? That's what that's what allows this product to keep happening. And if that is, you know, not done correctly, um, 
that puts everybody at risk. You know, that shuts the whole operation down. Um, so there's just the, this basic, like, this basic, like, business level, um, you know, not to mention, like, right, like, if we're all good people, like, we're, you know, we're doing the things where we want to keep everybody safe. But just on, like, even if you think that people who work in the adult industry are kind of the scum of the earth, even the scum of the earth keeps wanting to make money. And, and that's the reason that I kind of presented it like that, because there are going to be people who are going to listen to this and are, and I think this is the, the, just the eternal struggle, right? Like there are people who like hear sex worker and part of their brain shuts down to like any sort of um, conversation that could happen, any sort of like empathy that can happen. And this is the thing that, that um, you get this conflation from a kind of, the kind of, religious moral right um that you know all things pornography are just automatically bad and, and you know and the, the, ar the argument that comes up right now that they seem to be latching onto is that like um you know trafficking child endangerment is up is baked into the business model that like you know the, the pornographers just don't care and are willing to do and if we just kind of think about like all right if that were true right if that were true how how would that actually work and in, in posing it in, in this way to kind of really kind of break down that argument um because to ex exploit somebody to do this horrible thing and exploit somebody and then to kind of put it on what we're going to put it on browsers we're going to put it on right. Pornhub. Right. um it's not a very good plan um and it's not to say that they're like bad criminals but like the porn industry has been, has been around for a while and like I've, I've been in it for a while and I, and I feel that like um, it, there are a lot of checks and balances in place that if somebody were to be that malicious and that like evil that um, and, and there have been people who have been shitty people in the industry. I'm not going to lie, but um, that usually gets noticed and rooted out pretty quick when it comes to these sort of things. Um, when it comes to like that level of exploitation, like nobody wants to to be around that. Nobody wants nobody wants to tolerate that um, because the whole thing will shut down. Mm -hmm. um, it is, you know, we're already on the fringes of society, and to kind of have to to deal with that or to have to like tolerate that um, is just um, it's just it's intolerable on in any space. I was going to say that's interesting that you brought up all the checks and balances we have now. Um, it brings, it made me remember how there was once back in the eighties with Tracy Lords, like Tracy Lords, yeah. the only people that did actually um, perform under age. And I think that was because it was in a time before all the checks and balances got put into place. Like we have learned our lessons from mistakes of the past of letting people slip through the cracks. Like you said, the majority of the people in the adult industry want to keep things adult, want to keep things legit and want business to continue. So um, the fact that that happened way back then in the eighties and hasn't happened again um, really shows like how two, two, five, seven and all that other stuff really works has been put into place and we really put it into practice. Yeah. And, you know, I think even when you, when you look at the details of that, the, the Tracy Lord's situation, um, you know, that was at a time where just like a lot of things like right, didn't have the level of scrutiny that they do today. And sure. it, it was, you know, presented as a situation where it was like, it was even presented as a situation where like this teenager was trying to like take advantage of the system in order to like work. Right. Um, and I, I think that's the, the thing that like a lot of people, 
um, when you when you hear this 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 argument against you know porn in general, um, just like you you're hearing this this you know the anti-abortion argument, and there's no there's no space for us after they get what they want, right? There's no, there's they haven't launched like announced their plan of like oh once we get rid of the you know pornography here's how we're going to integrate sex workers back into society and give them jobs with dignity. Like that's not a part of that plan. Um, and I, I, I think, you know, we're having all these conversations about, about labor and of what it means to work when you have this situation where a lot of people are like leaving their jobs, thinking about what their jobs are, thinking about, you know, this space where, right, you have to work to survive. That sort of relationship um, is... And, and we're always seen as like, oh, well, you can't find a real job, so you're doing porn, right? Like, we're always seen as, as like, you know, this fringe that can't make it anywhere else. Um, but there's a lot of flexibility and autonomy that, like, you know, we have to say, like, no, like, I choose to go to work, suck this dick, you know, get fucked in the ass, do whatever I'm going to do, Um and then I get paid and I go home and I get to choose the next time that I work. I get to, you know, and I know that that's not the, the experience for everybody, but um, how is that any different than a situation where you're like, I'm going to choose to work this fast food job and I'm going to be on the fry station today. And like, that's what I choose to do. And like, well, one person may, you know, view this thing with integrity and the other person may like look down upon this thing. Like, it's the same thing. Um, you know, you have to eat, you have to like live, like you have to have that sort of social contract with that job in order to get those things. Yeah. And something else you said too, on the topic of exploitation, when they're talking about jobs that pe- the society views as more dignified, they don't often talk about the exploitation in all these other labor, you know, labor forces. So it's, it's interesting that I love that you brought that up as well. Yeah, because it always seems like like adult industry is put the blame for any kind of trafficking as if trafficking doesn't exist, like in the agriculture community, Mm -hmm. people being um, shipped in from Mexico and stuff like that. Uh, But one of the other things that I wanted to talk about on the subject of like people assuming that nowadays there's a lot of infiltration of young people, underage people being able to upload because they still tend to think like this stereotype that we don't care, that things are just unregulated in our industry, that people are getting away with all kinds of stuff here. Um, what do you, I mean, what what websites are you on? What sites are you on? And speak to the process of how difficult that would actually be to upload underage content on a site, whether it be an underage person themselves or someone trying to do that of underage so um, websites that that I'm I'm on right now, I actually just recently kind of reduced the like number of websites that I'm that I'm on just because just logistical ease of uploading content. So right now I'm only on uh, OnlyFans, but I've signed up for a lot of different websites and I've gone through their age verification process. Um, and w- right now, what is kind of most common of like a process, and I just um, OnlyFans every so often they want you to kind of re-verify like usually when they do like a change of like the terms of service or they were like you know like some content that they want you to like you know you forgot to tag another performer on um, you know sometimes you'll go through this re-verification process so um, 
generally what you'll need to do is that you'll have to right you have to take a photo of like your id your your driver's license your passport right like that's the general sort of like we're all used to that sort of age check when you go to a, a bar right mm -hmm. you order a drink you you know you buy alcohol at a grocery store you know you show your id you know person like a bartender person behind the counter like checks it they're like okay like you were born in this day like that's great Nowadays, you have to like take a photo of that. Maybe you take a photo of the back. Maybe, you, you know, you put in like, you know, the numbers, right? That can be checked against the database. Like that can be checked against, you know, um, you know, these records that verify that like this person's ID is legitimate, right? But IDs can be fixed, right? So then another thing that you have to do is like you have to take a photo with you holding your ID so that you, you know, your image, you know, matches the image, you know, like work you know closely enough to um the image on your your id um a lot of like sites now will do some facial recognition scan where you kind of like will like give them the whole if you have an iphone you're used to kind of this process we kind of like tilt your head a little bit so you can get this full scan um there are a number of websites that are doing kind of video recording because video is a lot harder like the skill level involved with kind of doing the sort of deep fake technology is not as accessible as Photoshop. Um, right. So, um, you know, and there's there's a lots of different ways that companies are, are trying to implement the sort of age verification like software um, and making sure that people are who they say they are. Um, and, you know, I, I think that there is like, um, and it's it's really, I think, the the level of um and this is something that like i've i recently like had like a conversation with um a person who who works at reddit who kind of reached out to me and was like how can we kind of you know support and empower like performers and it was like well i think one thing that like we need is a bit more transparency from the tech industry side uh, you know who is this third party age verification company uh, where does my information go? Yeah. You know, we're being on the fringe of societies, you're not exactly trusting of institutions. You're not exactly trusting of platforms who might kick you off of that platform the next day. So um, I, I looked into like the age verification company that um, OnlyFans uses, and it's called um, Yoti, which is actually um, started by Instagram, so Meta. Um, which, as we all know, Instagram loves sex workers. They love even writing the word sex, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I think currently we're all writing like sex, like sex eggs, like yeah. now on everything. Which I just can't like not think of like eggs when I see when I yeah see when I see that I think of eggs and then I think of those impregnation eggs. Yes. yes. And then I'm like, well, um, that's a little deep. That's way <laughs> deep, and I know we're not talking about that. So for me, I use the little European e symbol. And oh, I okay. Because I, I my mind always goes into those sex eggs. Ah, <laughs> interesting. It's like, it's, I love this little window into your mind, Lotus. Yeah, so I use that because it makes me think of more like sex and money. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. I like that. I like that. No, it's interesting that it's the same company because I, I never knew uh, that. Ooh, I love yeah. that you dove deep into the yeah. research. I, you know, I, this is, you know, something that I'm, I'm, as I'm getting 
older and as I'm kind of thinking about what my next steps are, are going to be, and I'm thinking about like, how can I, how can I give back to the community that I'm a part of? I just kind of grew up in a way where like, wherever, whatever community you're a part of, like you leave it better than you found it. And I'm trying to think about like, right. I have like these, these different like backgrounds and these different disciplines and like, you know, I, um, working to kind of like educate people and like the resources that are available to them. And I think in this digital space where we're, um, you know, always coming up against like censorship, we're coming again up against like, you know, these ways that our communities aren't able to communicate. And then we're having to kind of hop from platform to platform or kind of piecemeal, you know, these things. Um, and I, I, I'm, really trying to like hope that like I can kind of find this place that is um, kind of combine some of those things and can support the community in like this area because I feel like right sex workers need this sort of electronic frontiers foundation that says like hey like face recognition like there needs to be some guidelines artificial intelligence there need to be some guidelines and generally like you know that is when organizations come up with those policies, it's generally kind of marketed towards the masses. And then we kind of get like obscured or, you know, there are these cases where you're like, yes, that works really well for some people, but it doesn't work well for a lot of people. And, you know, I, it, and I've, I've seen cases where like people really want, like like when Facebook really wants people to use their real legal names and I'm like, that works fine for some people, but it doesn't work for domestic violence survivors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work for, for people who need to kind of obscure their identity a little bit, you know, it doesn't yeah. work for kind of, um, you know, performers of, of all types and, and mainstream who, mm -hmm. you know, need to kind of keep that sort of aesthetic distance. Right. Um, you know, I, I think these things that people don't think about because it doesn't affect them. Yeah. Um, you know, there needs to be clarity on like, on like verification processes, whether it's age verification or getting that little blue check on Twitter so that I know that Lotus is Lotus. And this person who's messaging me, you know, trying to like sell me a custom video, who is some, you know, some dude in Latvia who is like running some scam, you know, I, I can, I can fact check that. Like yeah. you want to protect us, help us get into the light, you know, help us get into this space where like we can kind of participate. Um, you know, uh, when I spoke to that that person who worked at Reddit, they were like, well, you know, what are these other things we could do? Like, bring us in, bring mm -hmm. us in to like, you know, yeah. tell you like what is going to like work for us. Um, you know, we keep running into a situation where everybody wants to make rules around us, but nobody wants to hear about what we actually need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From us, from our community. Something you said, uh, and I want to kind of also uh, retouch on is like especially on OnlyFans because that's seemingly like one of the targets right now aside from Pornhub and everything they, they're going through um, porn, uh, OnlyFans recently started verifying users too where users have to ID check um, to get yeah. verified on the platform yeah because there's this new thing well not new but the next part point of attack is the, all the user generated content because while the models and creators are being verified on what we're sending out now we have this new ecosystem where users can message us content like for dick ratings and like all these common things that we're super used to but in reality we don't have an age verification on the user outside of them having a credit card on file so which in some cases i think that's what the companies have relied on so far is like well they have a credit yeah. card on file so we know they're 18 
Um, but that's not necessarily enough in terms of legislation and policy. So I think that seeing OnlyFans kind of take lead on that and start verifying users is very telling as to what the next conversation might be about. Um, so just letting people who aren't maybe in sex work and are listening or tuning in know that like this is now beyond just our community and this is impacting other people using these product these products and services we offer because there's a lot of users who are like, well, it wants me to get verified, but like I'm not comfortable doing that. I'm like, well, your credit card's already on file, so you might as well just verify. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think that's fair to have that concern over your privacy, especially once you said that the company linked to Meta is the one that does the concerning. age verifications for people like us because they don't have a healthy relationship with people mm-hmm. like us. They don't treat us fairly. So to know that our all Biometrics. of our verification are in the hands of people that, that deal with people that pretty much hate us is unsettling to say the okay. least um, mm-hmm. because they also have that same information for those of us that have tried verification and have been denied. So where is the denial coming from? Like, where is the disconnect? What's really going on at those verification centers? What are they doing with that information? Because we know Meta sells information or has sold in the past. Um, And we even know at this point that they provided it to law enforcement because we heard of um, an abortion, um, a teenager that had an abortion, um, her and her mother's DM messages over Facebook, um, which is a meta company got um, sent to police. So now it's a real concern. And I'm glad that you brought that up because we, we aren't often brought to the table in these conversations. We're just legislated around until we're eventually boxed out and on an island trying to do our own thing again from the undergrounds of the yeah. internet. <laughs> yeah. You know, too, it, it occurred to me when you were saying that, Lotus, that there's so the way like Meta and Facebook has integrated into so many programs and systems, like you can sign up for an app using Facebook and you can do all of these things using Facebook or Meta or Instagram as like the third party anchor to all of these products. Like if I, cause someone had said this recently, like, well, if you're uncomfortable with it, just delete it off your phone. And that's such a simple solution to such a nuanced, like complex problem. Because if I delete Facebook off my phone, all of those things I had signed up for with other apps or, you know, softwares are no longer valid. Or like, for example, even when I Twitch, like stream on Twitch gaming, I use a software that takes my output stream and puts it on multiple platforms, puts it on Facebook, on YouTube, on whatever, all at the same time. And if I didn't have a Facebook account or a Facebook business account, I couldn't use that software. So like... It's yeah. very easy to say, like, just don't use it or just delete it. I'm like, but it's integrated into our lives where you almost can't not use it at this point. Yeah. 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 And and what happens? Let's let's play this out like a little further in this sort of um right handmaid's tale sort of world that we're already that America's already <laughs> kind of going down. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so right, let's say right this company that owns like the age verification right they have all this data right they basically have like all right lotus i have like in at some point right like you are connected to your stage name right your legal name is connected to your stage name somewhere on some database right and we already know that companies like meta will share information with law enforcement when laws change like you know subject to the jurisdiction right when we become you know um, in a situation where we're going to go up on the wall, right? Um, or, you know, at the bare minimum, Facebook is like, well, we don't want those people on our platform either. So you don't have a Facebook account, right? So then what do you have access to, right? Who else do they share that information with? And, you know, we see all these other places where, you know, 
um, sex workers are denied service. Like we, you know, we hear about like, you know, people losing like their Airbnb accounts and people are like, well, how did they even know? So at, at some point somewhere, you know, these, yeah. this information is being shared. So when you're flagged as a sex worker, like where, how many different places does that show up? And does that keep you from maybe, you know, down the line, getting a loan so you can't yeah. get a house, right. um, putting your kid into a school, yeah. right? Um, you know, there's there's the potential, and this is why the transparency is so important, right? Like, so that that does not get exploited and so that groups of people don't get exploited. We've already, we, it's, it's, and to think that it, it won't happen, it's like, it already has happened. There's already bias in the system. There's already, you know, um, there's already not enough people involved in it where like face recognition doesn't work so well with darker skinned people because no dark skinned people were brought to the table when developing this software. There's, you know, there's bias in like, you know, lots of like AI generated sort of like banking systems because like that was, you know, built on a system that already biased people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 scary to think about but like there's the speed at which technology is becoming like more integrated in our lives in a way like like Melrose you were saying that like you can't just delete it off your phone because like all of a sudden like right like the key to opening so many doors is that's what you're throwing away yeah yeah that's it feels heavy it's heavy This, these topics are hard to discuss because it's not even just like, it really struck me when you said that like Lotus's stage name at some point is linked to her, her legal name, like like oh. all of ours is at some point. But it's it's so direct because if, you know, Meta owns that verification software that's running our biometrics for facial scanning. And yeah. obviously all of our banking is hooked directly to things like OnlyFans. Like, so at what point does the banking institution decline our services, which happens all the time because of what we do for work? So like this affects and has huge implications that it's very easy to overlook if you don't understand it. Yeah. yeah. Like what if that were to happen to like Gmail, right? Right. Like if it happens to like, right, like let's say it happens to like the big companies, right? Like there's some... Th- which would only take some, like it happens in other countries, right? Like it takes just some federal level legislation, Mm -hmm. right? And then if you can't use those services, like I am not like, I'm not the type of person who can kind of like rough it and then just kind of start my life like living in the woods. Like I'm just, I grew up in Oakland. That's just not what we were raised to do. Um, And if I had to kind of start all over, like without technology, that would be extremely difficult. And like, who knows if I, you know, me and my family would, would make it the same way, you know? Um, And it's, and I think this is one of the reasons that like, it's a really difficult place to be in for our industry because there is right. There's kind of safety in the sort of anonymity and then the consumers have always been in in secret right like you know donkey dick 69 on like in the chat room you know who's really like you know john smith somewhere um you know he doesn't have to worry about anything coming back on him like he can call his credit card company and be like i don't know who did that right he doesn't have to be verified and at the same time when you know things like prop 60 and ab5 and like like sesta fosta like affects sex workers like 
he also doesn't have to stand up and say like, Hey, actually, you know what? Like I, I buy this content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could stay anonymous and just yeah. watch things happen and maybe complain that porn isn't the way it used to be or something yeah. like that, but without even realizing all of the hurdles that we're dealing with just to cre- create this entertainment. Yeah. Paying for your porn isn't enough anymore. Yeah. Like you got to be out about your porn. Like you got to be out about your, like your like consumption of sex work. Otherwise that is going to, what's going to, what's going to disappear. It's always presented as like, oh, the porn industry is like making all this content and people are getting like sucked in. Um, and like, you know, with this, from this like temptation, I'm like, no, cause there's money there, fool. Like that's yeah. why we do it. Like <laughs> we do it for the same reason you go to yeah. your job. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's not like we're like, ooh, let's get the soul count up. Like that's you know, <laughs> for the for the dark side. Like that is not right. like 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 you. If you think we're that organized, like if we were like go to Twitter, we're not that organized. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, we're not a cohe- we're not a cohesive like one minded brain at all. And yeah. I don't even see that we're actively like recruiting or coercing like young people, 18, under 18 year olds or anything of that matter to, to join in porn. Mm-hmm. Actually the, the common, you know, conversation I've had with other sex workers is cautioning people who just turned 18 to wait until their early or mid twenties to really get involved heavily in porn, because that's when you really can find your voice and your boundaries and be able to communicate that. Like, I think, looking back, like I'm happy about when I got into the industry, it was like 1920-ish. And while like totally a consenting adult, completely aware of what I'm doing, I, because of my age and lack of experience and also lack of community, I think I would have done better if I had more sex workers around me to kind of guide me through that process. But it was harder for me to say, like in my own voice, like, no, like that's a boundary and that's a hard no, because when you're younger, you, you are a little bit more influential or influenceable. Um, so like, I know a lot of sex workers, like who are like, oh, when I turn 18, I'm launching only or potential sex workers who want to launch at 18. And I'm always like, eh, give it a few years. Like, just, just yeah. think, you know, chew on it first. Like you don't need to jump into it. There's no rush, you know, it's not going anywhere, but hopefully. How, how do we, how do we support that waiting when the most common marketing term is teen? Yes. Right? Actually, like, I love that you brought this up because that's the our, new campaign. And this, this is, I think what kind of connects to like, you know, like paying for your porn is, is, is not enough. Like you have to be out about, about your porn, just like, right. Like in this, bear with me here, I'm going to go, I'm going to go someplace and I'm going to kind of bring it around. Um, right. So whenever like there's some superhero blockbuster movie and they like, they make a casting decision or they like delay the release of something like all the fans like are on Twitter and you're just like, this is bullshit. Such and 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 such. And now you see like those companies are just like, actually, you know what? You're right. That's a bad idea. We're not going to do that. That's because right. We're to talk about movies, to talk about mainstream film, to talk about comic book movies, totally normal. It's always socialized. Like you can do that. Talking about porn, talking about the, the sex work that you consume, totally shamed. And so we don't do it. And the product doesn't change and like the working environment doesn't change um and this is what i'm talking about like kind of like bringing things into the light has to come on like both sides and there are a lot of things and lotus i know we've we've talked about this for years right like and just you know just 
being a person of color in this industry, like there's a lot of things that like, right. I wish that that wasn't like the situation, but I got to pay my bills. Right. And that's across all different industries. Right. And I think the only thing that like is going to like happen is that there needs to be the sort of change of the sort of hierarchical like model between like, um, you know, companies, performers and consumers, yeah. Right? Like, and when we kind of bring this, you know, and that's what you see these fan sites kind of leveraging, right? Like you don't have to, there are a lot of people who I know who like would be like, who were sex workers were like, I would never do porn because of like the decisions that like, you know, like I would, that you have to like make, I don't want to do that. But once OnlyFans came around, they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm all about OnlyFans because like I do what I want. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, if that, if that, if that works for you and you can do that hustle, like, that's great. You should be able to do that. Um, but it still doesn't put the pressure on like these changes that need to be made so that like, right. Someone who's like, you know, thinking about it, you know, 17 about to turn 18, you know, can really kind of like understand, okay, well, what is this that I really need to kind of like, you know, be a part of. And it doesn't put on the consumer to be like, why is it that like, we're clicking on teen so much as a as a search term like why is it that like we're still using terms that like communities like you know have deemed to be like unacceptable to use to describe them anymore right. um and that dialogue with a consumer just doesn't happen mm-hmm. so the product doesn't feel like it needs to change yeah no so, i agree so true I don't think that that's ever really brought up enough or at all, really, that the consumer, not just that they need to be out and proud about whether they support porn and watch it and view it. And it's like, yeah, if there's changes that need to be made, don't tell us about it in the DMs of our OnlyFans. That's not going to change the industry because that's usually where I end up hearing things or in the comment threads on an Instagram post of mine like the powers that be production companies um casting all of that they're not looking in in those areas to decide they're looking at algorithms they're looking at data they're looking at forums if you're a member on their site um I would just like love to see what that would be like if if fans were out and proud and, and actively demanding on Twitter on the open internet uh, for for certain things to be better, um, for certain terms to go away, or for certain terms to be updated. I mean, even as as far as now, now we're in twenty twenty two, entering twenty twenty three, and we still have like the binary as far as like categories, like or I guess it's like just the trinary, like we just like okay, men, women, trans, and then that's it. But you know, we're we're now entering this moment in time where so many people identify as non-binary like how hard is it to just put an extra category on there or just as, as time and sexuality develops and we're adapting new scenes to different tastes why can't we adjust the categorization as well and like I think teen could also be one of those that gets adjusted um if we are open to having that kind of open conversation we yeah public I, we yeah we we can't we can't have a society where teen is like such a highly searched word, but you have laws that prevent people from getting an abortion in the cases of incest or rape, mm-hmm. right? You can't 
like those two things can't go together and expect people to keep their sanity yeah right like you can't you it 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 burns my soul sometimes that like when you realize that this country does not have unified age of consent laws still like there's still states that have age of consent laws that are under 18 currently Mm -hmm. coincidentally most of those states also have these like fucked up abortion laws that they're putting in place mm-hmm. um it, it we're not willing to like people want to deal with the porn right right people don't want to deal with like because they see it like porn as like causing the things that they don't want to deal with and refuse to deal with like th- we know what needs to be done yeah and that's a good point they're they're complete polar opposites and like it just it's it's cyclical too because like one thing leads to another and then it uh, I'm tongue tied. And I'm given the fact that probably there's a severe lack of sex education also in those same states, yeah. like just yeah. in a circle, like lack of sex education, too much access to porn with no sex education or even healthcare, and it's just kind of like, like what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. yeah. You you can't have abortions. Can we have condoms? No. Can yeah. we have sex ed? No, because then you're gonna have sex. Well, it's like, well, but people are already having sex, yeah. and like you're not promoting sex ed, so we're looking at porn. Well, yeah. porn can't be sex. And it ed. must be the porn. Yeah. It must be the porn. Can you give them sex ed? No. 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 Then it was I was wondering, um, Mickey, if you could speak a little bit too, because I feel like a lot of the times when I'm having conversations with non-sex workers, they don't understand even like the links performers go to get content that is leaked or inappropriate sites removed from the internet and like scrubbed from the internet. Could you talk a little bit about like DMCA and like what that process looks like? Yeah. Um, so DMCA, which I'm, I'm blanking on the acronym, acronym now. Um... Uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Yes, Digital Millennium Copyright Act. So, um, you know, basically, like, you know, we, this is one of the things that we get from the mainstream world is, is you know, once the internet, like, you know, started catching up to, like, being able to kind of stream video, people were like, uh, here's a movie. Here's this movie that I just ripped from the DVD and put out there, right? Like, here's this music that I put, you know, that I just you know, burn from, you know, ripped from the CD when people use CDs. Um, And in order to like protect like this intellectual property, which, you know, includes porn, even though we're not considered intellectual property, um, you know, we need like, we need a system to say like, hey, like this person who is posting this content doesn't have the rights to it. Can we remove this? Um, And that process is really intense for um, getting your content removed. And this is common where it commonly happens is tube sites, right? And I've like I've gone through this. I don't know very few performers who have, who who haven't gone through it. Um, and right, like one of two things happens. Like you're just like, well, fuck it. Like you know, it it's it's out there. I can't like undo that. Like you find that your content, like that you don't want on a tube site, is is out there, and you're like, you try to get it removed. And you're like, 
and it's like 8 million views. I'm not reaping any of the benefit from that. Let me get this taken down. So probably first step that you do is you try to contact like the tube site. You're like, hey, like I, you know, this is my content. I have, you know, rights to this content. Like I don't consent to this content being on your website. Can I take that down? Nine times out of 10, like that, that site will just be like, well, prove it. And this is, this is why, like, you know, like, this is one of the reasons that, like, these, these tube sites verifying, like, the people who upload the content, like, are, um, like, that's a great thing for us, mm -hmm. because then it puts some accountability on, like, who, you know, you know, exactly, you know, um, who, you know, uploaded the content, and you can kind of, like, you have their legal information to kind of follow up and hold them accountable. Um, if they don't, then it's just like, well, so-and-so said that they have, like, I can't prove that they don't have the content, right? They don't have rights to the content. Um, you get, you got to get put into this kind of like back and forth where you're trying to get a company to kind of like take it down. You're trying to kind of find out like who uploaded it in the first place. You're trying to find out like how many places it's been uploaded tube sites that you've never even heard of tube sites within tube sites within tube sites. Um, you know, I, you know, I, and this, you know, is, is, I, I think what, you know, what happens a lot of times is like things get like copied and you can recopy things infinite amount of times. And so like, it can be in so many places that this, this task to go, you know, just sending like one email to one company, right. That's multiplied over like a thousand different, like, you know, sites. So even though you might, you might get this response or like, oh, well, how do you prove that your content is your content? You're like, hey, like, this is my Twitter. And this is where, you know, I'm, you know, then you have to prove that your Twitter is your Twitter and not some, mm -hmm. some weird person who is impersonating you. Without um, any verification badges. Exactly. <laughs> right. And then, you know, and which is like, you know, if you're, um, Asa Akira, right? That's easy to get that that verification badge, yeah. right? Like that's, but then, right? Do I need to prove who I am to some other company that I don't know? Do I need to now don't go trust. through some verification process to get my content removed? Yeah. Um, and you hope that you can get you you know you send this like um, this uh, DMCA request, um, and and that's basically saying like, hey, like this is kind of almost like my affidavit saying that like, this is my content. Um, please, you know, remove this from your site. Like you don't have rights to display this content outside of like these spaces. And there are companies that will, you know, help do this process for you where you can like give them a bunch of links and they'll, you know, they'll send out the DMCAs and like you hope that like those companies will respond. It is really up to those com companies that are making money off of it. Yeah. You know? those uploaders are making like a piece of it or just kind of contributing to like having more free porn because that's yeah. the world that they want to live in. Yeah. Um, it's tough too, because when, as soon as the content is uploaded, up, uploaded outside of the U S a lot of the legal system fails us beyond that. So like once you're on like a Russian tube site, or like you said, sites and inside sites and site sites, cause I've had that experience. You're just kind of like, well, that's that. Like there's nothing else I can do at that point. Um, so yeah, that's one of my experience too. And then it, it's also like the burden shouldn't fall on us and our original already my like marginalized group of laborers to also then have to pay for a service that we could have not needed should if platforms just verified us as 
the creators that we are, like this could have all been avoided. So it seems like not only are we losing on the front end, but then we're almost like being, you know, exploited on the other end when you need an ex- a DMCA service. Yeah. Mm. yeah. This is a heavy episode, guys. <laughs> All that news. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this has been good, though, because I feel like, Mickey, you gave a lot of education on the back end and how many, like, fail-safes there are to keep underage people from the upload process and from trying to get around it. And also, like, the hoops we have to go to once content is leaked and is out there so i think you gave everyone who's listening like the best crash course ever i really appreciate you for coming on this has been phenomenal can you uh let everyone know where they can find you and all of your work yeah um you can find me on on twitter um at um the mickey mod on twitter um and um the same on OnlyFans. Like I try to keep it, you know, very simple to find me. So it's the Mickey Mod on Twitter, OnlyFans, and Instagram. Um, and um, you can find some of my work on Collective Corruption right now. That's kind of the the main thing that I'm kind of promoting. Uh, we'll be at Folsom Street Fair. We'll have a booth. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I just I think I just kind of want to say, like, in, in closing, is that like nobody makes a a, a big deal about Facebook having CCM content on their platform when they've had 20 million cases yeah. of CCM content and only fans to like my, my last check, the research I could find has had 10 cases. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So you have, you have politicians who are writing, who are lobbying to get only fans shut down because of these 10 cases. Right. And, and while you, know, you have Facebook, the most public, being mm-hmm. out there that has millions and no one's even looking in that direction and yeah. apparently has the uh infrastructure to run biometrics on sex workers to verify us so ah. interesting yeah. interesting so yeah heavy episode y'all um <laughs> if you want to have me come back and talk about like positions and doing it and shit like i'm more oh, than welcome okay, yeah. to yes. talk about something much lighter in the future <laughs> It's not always like this. Lotus can attest to that. Um, Yeah, Mickey can have some fun. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you back because this was phenomenal. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely. This segment of today's episode is sponsored by Sex.com, one of the absolute best content creator platforms out there. It looks better than any other, has a higher level of security than any other, and boasts over 3 million unique visitors a day scrolling through viral looped adult short form videos. Sex.com is like, well, (laughs) sex itself. A lot of people do it. Some just do it much, much better than the others sex.com if you're gonna do it do it right thank you for joining us for another episode of on the horizon a podcast about what's on the horizon for sex workers and how to navigate it i'm melrose michaels and you can find me at melrose michaels on social and melrosemichaels.com and i'm lotus lane and you can find me on all social media at it's lotus lane which is spelled i-t-s l-o-t-u-s-l-a-i-n